Hello, this is Yolanda Murphy, and welcome to this Exceptional Journey podcast, where you will find inspiration to live courageously through adversity, empowerment to live freely despite your past, and ignition to live boldly in your purpose, all by walking the survivor's side of life. Good people, you already know who it is. It is your girl, Yolanda Murphy, back with another episode of this Exceptional Journey podcast where, as you can tell all this week, we've been talking everything young adult, I'm sorry, national, young adult cancer awareness week. Uh, Don't even get me started on my guest today, but before we do that, let me plug socials. Find me on Facebook and Instagram at This Exceptional Journey, and then on Twitter, at TEJ Podcast. Also use that hashtag, uh, TEJ Podcast, so we can keep these conversations going. All of the interviews that I've had this week have been phenomenal. So many different stories, so many different walks of life, but all of us fighting and thriving and surviving through young adult cancer. Guys, let's keep this conversation going. So look me up, hit me up, and let's keep the chat going. Cool? All right. My guest, she's not a guest, really, because she's been on the podcast. She and her husband were the very first guests on my podcast two years ago. Has it been two years already? No, it's longer than two years, I think. I was going to ask you. It feels like longer. It's um, it's almost three years. Holy heck. A little bit has changed since then. Oh, yeah, just a little bit. Just a little, Whoever's but listening, don't listen to the first one. Not me. <laughs> listen, we're going to touch on that too. But for those of you do that do not know who I'm speaking to, it is the infamous angel that walks the earth, Stephanie Scaletti. Oh, the crowd goes wild, girl. So, guys, I had to have my girl on. Okay, so I'm going to employ you to listen to the first podcast. And then listen to this one because you'll be able to see how much both of us have changed and grown since almost three years ago. Nevertheless, always, girlfriend, thank you for being on the podcast. Oh, it's so good to be back. So good to be back. back. It's like full circle, right? Like, oh, Oh, we we have so much to catch up. We were kids three years ago. I know. Adults now. Full grown adults still growing up. We are these like established individuals now. (laughs) I mean, seriously, we're like, So we're going to get into it. So Stephanie Scaletti, for those of you that don't know, is the founder, CEO, executive director, everything Young Adult Survivors United. Oh, when I tell you, previously YAX. So if you listen to the first episode, it was called YAX, which was Young Adult Cancer Support. Yeah, I'm like, what was it? (laughs) Right, what was it? Um, So we're speaking of the same organization, but some things have changed, which we're going to get into. So before we start anything, though, Steph, please talk to me a little bit. So people who have not listened to the first one or have never heard of Yes You, tell them a little about your cancer journey and how you came about wanting to start an organization for young adult cancer survivors. I think I've gotten it nailed down pretty shortly. So let's go. <laughs> let's go. 2005. Two weeks before my 20th birthday, I was completely blindsided by ALL leukemia. 
I had symptoms over the summer. I was this like party animal, college kid, um, 19 year old who didn't give a, any, a damn about anything in life. Mm-hmm. I was getting ready to start my junior year in college and these symptoms just weren't going away. So I came home one night. I said to my parents who I was living with at the time, just let me sleep it off. Like I'm fine. It's just a fever. Mm. And it wasn't just a fever. It wasn't just random bruises that were just going to go away. It was leukemia. So Within five days, not only did I have a bone marrow biopsy transferred to a hospital, but was told it was leukemia, was told all these side effects that were going to happen with chemo. But the only one that I heard was there was a high chance that I would never be able to have kids Mm. and that chemo was starting in two days. So bottom line, I survived it like you wouldn't believe. And I shared my story as an open book from day one because I couldn't find anyone out there. And you've touched on this. You don't find anyone in the waiting rooms. You don't find anyone on the inpatient floors and the outpatient cancer center that look like you, that can relate to the challenges that you experience. I was a lost soul in that regard. And I was damned if I was going to live my life, not meeting anyone else who I could connect with. Absolutely. ended up changing my major from a pharmacist to a social worker. And I laughed because the pay was a lot different (laughs) and that didn't matter. What mattered to me was that I was going to close the gap and build a community for young adult cancer survivors. So I started running support groups in 2012, um, did that for, from 2012 to 2019. Um, I ended up adding monthly social outings for the young adults where, you know, we can talk about, but those are fun. We may have cancer camp again this year. So yes. Oh, Uh, I can't wait. We ended up just building a community by being ourselves without having stigmas and relating to each other with all the challenges that we're confronted with that nobody gives us a heads up on, Mm -mm. um, being a young adult and needing the financial assistance and just needing each other to Mm. rely on. And so, as you know, from the first podcast, you had asked me if I were able, ever able, if I was ever, I'll get this out, (laughs) consider Mm -hmm. starting my own organization. And if I would ever consider going national, Mm -hmm. one of those questions already came true. Yeah. So I left my job in February 28th last year, March 1st, we went public with young adult survivors United because we both realized this is more than a program of a charity. This is a charity and there's a lot more work to be done. There's a lot more young adults to reach. Mm -hmm. So March 1st, I went public, announced that Young Adult Survivors United was actually a thing now. Yeah. An organization. And two weeks later, the world shut down because of a little thing called literally little, (laughs) just a little thing, you know? Yeah. So since then we became a virtual health and wellness community and we've thrived from the the last year. I mean, thank God you have joined the board and we are growing this organization by leaps and bounds. And to your second question, eventually my goal is to go national with this because even in just the past year, we're seeing survivors join our programs from Mm -hmm. 18 different States. It might even be more now I have to check. Yeah. But the last I checked, it was 18 States in the U S and one in Canada, you know, Mm -hmm. someone in Canada finding us. So it's amazing that the outreach that we've been able to get, although, you know, you and I could share a conversation knowing that there's so many more populations we exactly. need to reach in the young adult space. Yeah. So yeah. here we are. <laughs> here we are guys, literally. I, and here's my thing. I had no, I saw four yaks at the time that it needed to be its own thing, which is why I asked the question. Right. And then 
when I asked, I was like, so do you want to make it national? Because it's, I know what I got from it. So for those of you that don't remember or don't know, when I first joined at the time Yaks, I was just a lowly old patient. I was um, just finished active treatment end of 2016. <clears throat> Excuse me. I had gone through, um, I had gone to Living Beyond Breast Cancer's training um, that uh, July in Boston. I had gone to Young Survivor um, Coalition. I can't talk today. Um, you <laughs> their conference. But I knew I wanted something local. I knew I wanted someone at home that I could connect with. Um, and I found yaks in the back of, uh, you know, those binders. Well, not everyone gets them, but the binders that, you know, your care team, your onco care team gives you. There was resources in the back and I found yaks. And I joined June that summer of 2017. Mm-hmm. Honey, Stephanie will tell you, when I first joined, I didn't say much. Can you imagine? Um, I didn't because I need to read my environment. And because I was still so new in my survivorship, I was still trying to figure out like um, where I fit in my survival walk, like how I was feeling, how I wanted to um, portray my story. Like I was kind of quiet in all of 2016 while I was going through stuff. Like if people knew, they knew, but it wasn't like, I wasn't shouting it from the mountaintops. I wasn't putting it on social media um, like huge. I was putting little tidbits and if people knew, they knew. But when I joined Yaks, I was like, oh my gosh, these are my people. Like they get it. Like, so after a couple meetings, after a couple months, girl couldn't stop talking. Okay. I, <laughs> I was in love with this group because it helped me so much. It helped me find my own voice as a survivor. It helped me realize how much stronger I was at the time, just walking out surviving breast cancer because I was around all of these other amazing survivors. I was like, damn, okay. I guess we out here doing the damn thing then. It made me realize how strong I really was as a survivor because when you don't have it around you often, you're like, oh, well, I just, I just did four rounds of chemo. That's fine. You know, right. and everyone else has moved on. So you're like, okay, I guess I'll move on too. But then I'm like, no, wait a minute. You know, one of my episodes that I recorded previously this week, um, someone said her oncologist said her surviving cancer is her superpower. I was like, yes, <laughs> surviving cancer exactly. is our superpower. Right. So I say all of this to say when I joined Yaks at the time, I was just a patient, a survivor, just trying to find my way, trying to find my voice. Stephanie, as always, as the angel she is. I don't care, Steph. I'm going to always, I've been calling you this earth angel forever because you are like you, we'll get into that in a second, but I would just come and just Stephanie's voice. She was just so calming and she would be there with her little clipboard and her pen writing notes. I was so professional, right? You were, but that's what I needed though. I needed a space. Um, and we were sitting on guys, comfy couches and we had snacks. It, It was just amazing. So fast forward, you know, the outings, by the way, are phenomenal. For Remember squ- the first time we met? At the um, paint night, right? Yes. Oh my gosh. That it was, was a social. Yeah. It was. And then that's when I saw Jamika. Remember, because I didn't even know Jamika was even a cancer survivor. And I've known Jamika since she was a little girl. Like we went to the same church. It was amazing. It was amazing. Anyway, I'm not going to get emotional. But... Um, so then we walked out this journey, you know, all of us together. Unfortunately, we have lost some people from the group, um, but 
there's always new people being added. Like Stephanie said, we're at probably 18 plus states. It's amazing. Cincinnati, New York, Baltimore, like it's amazing now that we're virtual, how many people are joining. Mm -hmm. Say all of that to say, I've walked out my whole entire breast cancer survivorship with this group, with this group of people, with Stephanie. And like, I always say forever friends, like there's, you cannot ever get rid of me. You do know that, right? Like you're stuck with me. We're okay. Family. Okay. I just, I, okay. Let's, I needed everyone else to know. Okay. <laughs> they need to know too that. And it was said last night, we had the virtual live stream mm, yeah. support group and yeah. someone, someone mentioned it and it's constantly coming up that this is not just a support group. Right. It is family. Like you come yeah. in and you are just loved by everybody. And yeah you build these friendships that are lifelong friendships and you end up not even realizing that like you enter a space and you know, nobody, but the second you just be yourself and open yeah. up and be so vulnerable with your emotions, yeah. people want that and people can relate to that. And I think that's what makes it so special to be in this group because it is family. I mean, even to yeah. me being the leader of the pack, like I need everyone just like they need me. Yeah. That makes sense. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's needed. It's necessary. Oh, uh, it's just, uh, I just can't speak enough about yes, you. So let me ask this stuff. Yes. Starting and launching this, this amazing group wellness. I mean, we could talk about the workshops. We'll talk about that, but tell me how was it launching this during a pandemic? <laughs> like, really? You really are an overachiever. You call me an overachiever. Well, you, when you get to a point and you find your new purpose and you know that I, I, I debated, as you know, starting my own organization for mm -hmm. years, mm -hmm. years. Mm -hmm. And when you enter a space like that and you're starting an organization, whether it be a for-profit or a non-profit, mm -hmm. I don't care what anyone says, you learn things that no one could prepare you for. Yep. And to add on to that, a pandemic and for those who, who don't know, we never hosted virtual programs before mm -hmm. the pandemic. It didn't even exist. Mm -hmm. I knew Zoom. I never used it in my life. So it was so hard to listen to the needs of everyone in the group, knowing that people still needed Excuse the support, whether yeah. there's a pandemic or not. People needed even more because of the, the what the pandemic did for everyone as mm -hmm. far as triggering the trauma and people getting furloughed from jobs and just mm -hmm. being isolated again. Like we could have a whole conversation about that. So mm -hmm. I knew deep down what I needed to do. I just needed to figure it out how to do it. Yeah. And I feel like when you have the, the goal at the end of the road in mind of like, they need support and I just need to figure out a way to do it. Mm -hmm. That's all that mattered to me. Yeah. So in the back of my mind, I was just so even more motivated to pivot and just to ensure that everyone's needs were still met, no matter what was happening externally in the world. I mean, I knew that our monthly socials, which so many of us love, mm, yeah. I had to put that on hold. And while we've had some virtual socials, which have been great, I knew coming in that it just wasn't going to be the same. Right. So you right. almost have to just re, you know, pivot, reconnect with your even with yourself and accept what you can do, just yeah. like everything else in life and let go of things that you can't do it in that moment. And that mm -hmm. was okay for me. Yeah. But I think people hearing that we were still moving forward with this organization, 
I don't care if there was a World War III out there. Like I was still moving forward with building this organization yeah. because I finally got to the point where I'm officially doing this. We're going to do it. Let's We're do, gonna it. do it. Yeah. And so I think the community really responded well when they knew that I wasn't backing down just because there was a pandemic. Absolutely. So I think that's partly why we've gotten so much support this past year alone, just because they recognized the level of need that there was for this population. And they knew um, that my drive was just increasing instead of just like backpedaling. Right. I think all of that would play a factor. Absolutely. Absolutely. And just like you said, the community needed support now more than ever. It wasn't the opposite. Yes, we all were affected specifically in the beginning negatively from COVID because it it was almost like, and Stephanie can attest, like we were in LA, like right before, (laughs) right before everything shut down, we were living our best lives in LA because we were going for a conference. Mm -hmm. And we went a couple days early because we wanted to sightsee, you know, spend some downtime before everything, you know, the hustle and bustle of the conference. You know, if you go to a conference, there's a session and a session and dinner and lunch and it's, it's busy, right? So we went a couple days early, like, let's just go, we'll chill. We get to LA the first day, we're sightseeing, we're doing all of the things. We get back to the hotel, grab some dinner, And we run into two people that are on the board of the conference that we were at. And I know them because I'm a part of that organization. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was like, oh, hey, how you doing? We're hugging, introducing, and we're about to go upstairs and eat our dinner. And they're like, it's not been yet released. But. But. (laughs) But the conference is postponed. We looked at each other like, is this a dream? (laughs) <laughs> no, I just flew all the way to LA for this conference. I mean, don't get me wrong. And, and the three of us that ended up going um, can attest that it was probably one of the best trips of my life. Um, not only did we sightsee, we got to go to a Lakers game. Um, oh, the, best. the best ever. We got to see one of our friends um, that's from the group, shout out to Jamaica, who there now um, that lives in LA and works at UCLA. So I mean, it was a, an amazing trip, but as soon as we got back, I think it wasn't even an entire week. Mm-hmm. And then everyone was going home, restaurants, were, everything was shut down. So it was like a complete, like one minute you're living your best life, like being able to hug and be in public. You know how many people were at the Lakers game, guys. And then like not even a week later, it's like shut your doors, shut your windows, wear a mask, get some hand sanitizer. Like it was the complete opposite. So just like you said, Steph, it was really the time the most, like people needed support the most at that time. Um, And I've just enjoyed being on this journey with you because I've been there. We've had those conversations behind closed doors, like girl, now listen. And then just to see everything come to fruition, I was like, you want me, let's go. Like, let you know, let's go. So let's talk briefly about what Yashu is now offering now that it's online, it's virtual. Let's talk about Taylor. Let's talk about, um, Rebecca, let's talk about all the offerings that Yashu now has and the different support groups. Guys, listen, Oh my listen, gosh, we've listen done up. so much. Yes. I mean, we've been offering weekly cancer support groups for our young adult peeps. We have evening options every Tuesday night. We have daytime options. We just had a lunch hour uh, meeting every Friday from 12 to 1 p.m. These are Eastern Standard Times. Yep. Um, we have your group, which is the African-American Young Woo-hoo. Adult Group once a month. Like, yeah. Even before the pandemic, like we were talking about going in and forming an in-person African-American group. Yep. 
Yep. Um, we have support for caregivers who we call co-survivors because at the end of the day, they're surviving too. And sometimes Absolutely. they're just suffocating because they can't take a break for themselves and they yep. have to always be strong for the patient mm-hmm. and they need their own support too. So we support a lot of the parents and a lot of significant others, but honestly, anyone who knows any young adults and are struggling emotionally, we welcome them. Yep. Um, we recently launched a virtual book club and a prayer group. You know, as you know, Yolanda, we have our weekly support group meetings and it's hard for those who are really faith-based to open up about that and talk about prayer. It comes up and we respect each other, but yeah, when people started coming to me and saying, I think there needs to be a separate space for that. I listen. And if it makes sense and if the, if the group wants that, then let's give it a try and it's yeah. been going well. Yeah. Um, you know, we'll, we will bring the in-person, uh, socials back, um, we have done a thing called cancer camp in the past, which is a weekend getaway. It's a yes. retreat oh. um, where we might be bringing that back. Stay tuned this year. Yeah. Uh, and we have the financial assistance, of course. So young adults who meet the criteria, there's an application process. Very simple. I think it's two pages. Um, <laughs> and we provide up to $500 in assistance to help pay for medical bills, rent or mortgage, utility bills, school loans. Or in the form of grocery gift cards. I mean, you can get a $500 giant eagle gift card if you qualify. And a lot of times, as you know, the young adults are are in debt probably before even being diagnosed and yeah. then dealing with copays and medications and deductibles and just life in general. It is so expensive. So mm-hmm. if we can help in that regard, we have that as well. And then we also have a grief support group. So I support a lot of parents right now who've lost a young adult to cancer. And we talk about that a lot too, is when you're a young adult, you're, you're, you are an adult and to be a parent, trying to be a parent to their child who is an adult is complicated. Mm -hmm. So we support them in that aspect. And of course we have the virtual workshops and the educational programs, and we've had speakers from plant-based nutrition to cancer exercise, fighting the fatigue with it, with exercise. Um, We have upcoming um, a speaker on dental health, like what oncologist is talking to you about how chemo is affecting your teeth? Right. I never heard anyone talk to me. About no, that. no one, <laughs> so, no one. You know, we try to bring in some educational components. We are also going to have a, a doctor, I'm sorry, an attorney talk about cancer and your employment rights. Mm. When do you disclose to your employers that you've had cancer? Should you even disclose at all? Mm-hmm. What about having that gap in your resume and you're trying to interview mm. for a job and they ask you in the interview, why have you not worked for three years? You know, talk about that or FMLA or disability. There's just so many ways that you can think about ways that, you know, these, these topics can help you out. Absolutely. We have workshops on self-love, you know, when you go through cancer and you lose your hair, you lose your breasts, you have an ostomy bag or a colostomy bag because you've had your colon parts of your colon or bladder removed or you just have gone through the ropes and you don't love yourself anymore because of the scars that you now have on your body. And you're trying to figure out how to get back into the dating game or how yeah. to be intimate with your partner again. So way I like to think that this organization does a really good job at listening to the needs and finding the speakers, finding the experts to bring them in and educate everyone on how they can enhance the quality of their lives at the end of the day that's all this is about. Um, yeah. 
even next month, we are launching an LGBTQ cancer support group yeah. in partnership with Fuck Cancer. So I am so excited yes. about that. So yes. I say all of that to say that we have done some amazing programming, knowing that there's always more to come. Yeah. So we always want to keep it fresh, keep it interesting, um, and keep people invested in the organization because as people keep coming, as you know, you build the friendships. That's how Absolutely. you build these relationships. Mm-hmm. And that's what really makes all the difference. Absolutely. Listen, guys, you see why I call her an angel, right? You see, <laughs> do you see what she was able to accomplish in a very short period of time? Like, yes, she ran support groups before I was a part of it. We had support groups. We had our socials, which were amazing, but this baby, Okay. Mm. said, okay, I'm pulling up these bootstraps. We're getting this ish done. And in a year, y'all, in a year, did you hear all of the things that she said that have already taken place? Literally from, from a patient survivor perspective, like there is nothing else, not unless you can think of something that this organization is not offering. You have the emotional support um, in the groups, um, whether you want afternoon, evening, we got you covered. You have financial support. If you're struggling, like you said, most young adults are either just out of college or just in college, whichever that comes with debt, you know, just, you know, paying to get knowledge, you know, financial support, you need it. We got it. You need some self-love. You need to learn how to eat while you go through your cancer diagnosis. You need some help on the, on the business side in regards to careers. Like there is nothing. And what I absolutely love about you, Steph, and you know, you listening to the group is that it's helped so many people, all, all of the different components, because we're all those components. We're not just, we don't need just mental health and support. We don't just need financial. It's all of these components. And that's why, yes, she was doing such an amazing job nationally uh, to bring virtual support. Once the socials are able to be back up and running, of course, that'll be the icing on the cake. But so much is already going on now. And, and like we said, during the pandemic, it's so needed. It's so necessary. Ugh. I just want to have like a buffet of, of, of programs and yes. like people can come in. There's no pressure. Yeah. Choose what's going to be most beneficial for you and get and what that, you need. That's okay. You know, yeah. that this isn't an organization where we only offer support groups. You yeah. and I both know not everyone wants a support group and that's okay. And that's okay. Absolutely. Right. Which is why all those other components are, are playing a part as well. Cause I mean, you might not need that support group atmosphere, but maybe you just want to chill. You know, maybe you just want to have fun, go bowling or, you know, when life can really, really open back up. I'm vaccinated. Thank you. I can bowl whenever I want to. <laughs> I'm halfway there. I'm yes. It. Yes. But, you know, these are the things that people can pick and choose. Like you said, a smorgasbord of an organization and you can pick and choose what works for you, which is which is how the organization is so amazing because you, you get what you need. That's so amazing stuff. Okay. So we talked about, no, you're doing it, girl. You're doing it. Okay. So we talked about COVID, right? We talked about the pandemic. We talked about all of the things that Yashu um, is offering. We even talked about your own personal story. So now I want to ask you a question. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Uh-oh. You know, I love asking these questions, right? So it's not going to be 
too difficult. So for those of you that um, have been listening throughout the week, you know uh, that I've interviewed other young adult um, cancer survivors, thrivers, patients, what have you. Um, but some of them also wrote for the blog, which is at thisexceptionaljourney.com. Which Take are amazing. I know, aren't they amazing? Um, but so people wrote blog posts and you know they read them on the previous episodes and I put them up on the blog, go check them out. So I'm gonna ask Stephanie one of these prompts and questions. Aha. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, aha. Uh-huh. So, I mean, I think some of these questions I already know the answer to, but we're gonna let people get to know you, okay? Okay. So, what would you say to your, if I knew then, what would you say to your pre-cancer self? You mean if I knew then that I was gonna be diagnosed? Yeah. Like, what would you tell yourself? Like, so if you know, then what you know now, that makes sense. Like, so you were 19. What would you tell your 19 year old self as you've just lived out this cancer journey? What really sticks out? Life is this life is not that if I knew then what I knew now. I would, I would tell my younger self that life doesn't have to be so complicated to enjoy the small moments. Like when you're 19, especially you're trying to figure out what this next chapter of adulthood looks like. Mm -hmm. And my 19 year old self was immature. I didn't have any values and really, I just didn't care about life. You know, Mm -hmm. I, and I, I would tell myself to love even harder, you know, cherish the relationships that you have, especially, and I'm talking about family. Like I love yeah. family, but I took so much for granted. Mm. So it sounds a little cliche, but I would tell myself, you know, give yourself some slack and just enjoy life while you have it mm-hmm. because it changed on a dime for me. Yeah. I would also tell my younger self, don't put so much pressure to go through college just because people say you need to go to college because mm. nowadays that didn't, that did not do much for me at that time. Like I was going to be a pharmacist and I would have had so much debt. And I felt like that was the only option that was for me. And Mm -hmm. my heart wasn't even in it. Mm -hmm. So I would tell my younger self, do more soul searching until you really know what you want to do. Even though now looking back, I would have never picked social work if you asked me because I had no clue what they did. Um, But I do think I would have had I would have had gone in a different direction than where I was heading because mm. I, I just did not feel like that was my destiny and that was my purpose in life. Mm. Um, this is a great question. Yeah. I think though everyone listening just needs to give themselves a little bit of a break sometimes because we always, even when I was 19, there's so much pressure from society mm-hmm. to be your best and multitask and overachieve. And while that's great, and I do think it's true, I think there's times in life where you just need to be yourself and you Mm -hmm. just need to be you and you just need to pause for a second and see life through a lens of this is who I am and that's okay. Mm -hmm. I put so much pressure on myself always to be fit and run these races and get the degree, you know, and be this big overachiever because you compare yourself to so many others out there, especially right now. And we talk about being on social media, like Mm -hmm. back then social media wasn't really a thing, but I still felt like I had all this pressure on my shoulders to be as accomplished as my brother and my sister. And Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter right now. Like I, I make no money and that's okay. 
but I feel like I'm living much more of a richer life now yeah. than I did ever, mm-hmm. you know? So as we grow up, we, we get a little bit wiser, but mm-hmm. I would say if I was younger, you know, I, I would reflect on everything that I just mentioned. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, I would have saved a little bit more money than I did. Yeah. I, didn't get, I did not care about, <laughs> I didn't have a lot of money then, but I think people knowing if you can start investing at a younger age, mm-hmm. you will be much better off. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, great question, right? So I hope I did well. <laughs> no, yeah. So the takeaways that I got from that, besides, <clears throat> sorry guys, allergies. allergies. Um, the takeaway that I got from that, the takeaways um, are phenomenal because they ring true, um, not even just as a 19 year old, but even as someone, regardless of where you are in life, all of these things can be applied. So mm-hmm. take a break, give yourself grace. Um, don't be so serious all the time and put all this pressure on you to be a certain thing and don't compete because there's only one you. You are uniquely you. We always talk about how our cancer journeys are so unique. Yep. Um, and that's true in life in general. We're all so unique and God made us all so completely different for a reason. We have some things the same. Yes, we have some likes that are the same, maybe favorite colors, what have you, but we're all uniquely different. Um, So don't compete. Don't put pressure on yourself. Give yourself grace to just take a break, to take a breather. But then also you said, listen, I got to know my purpose. I, you know, we, we strived. I, same thing. I was like, my mom was like, you're going to college, you're going to college. And I'm like, right. Um, Okay. I literally changed my major twice in two years. I started out in education because I thought I wanted to be a teacher because I love teaching, mentoring, things like that. But then I saw how much teachers made. <laughs> and then I saw that I had to be in one classroom all day because I wanted to do elementary. And I was like, no, because I don't think I'll be able to impact as many children as possible just staying in one classroom all day. I said, nope, we're not going to do that. Nope. I was already like a year and a half in. I was like, no, we're not going to do that. So then I switched to accounting because I love numbers. I love math. I didn't know that. Yeah. So then I did a semester and maybe a semester and a half of accounting. I got to, I did accounting one, accounting two, and I forgot which one, whatever the next one was. I was like, nope, nope, I can't. (laughs) Accounting one and accounting two, I was fine. Those were not hard for me at all whatever that, I think it was business accounting. Maybe I was like, no, we're not doing this either. <laughs> we're not, we're not doing this. So then I just went into business. Cause I was like, it's general enough to, you know, I can kind of make it work wherever I need to. And it really was a good fit for me because like you said, I mean, you're going to college. Okay. But help me find my purpose. Like, don't just tell me I need to do it so I can get a good job, but help me find my way, help me find my lane. And that's where your purpose-driven um, determinations come from. You know, you, Stephanie, listen, if you haven't been able to tell already, guys, Stephanie, this is her purpose. This is her passion. Um, and if it wasn't, I don't believe that, yeah, she would be what it is today if it wasn't. Um, because that's what matters. Like, you can't just walk in life because this is going to make money. Like you said, if you would have became a pharmacy, pharmacist, excuse me, you would have been in debt but you probably would have been making some decent amount of money, but you wouldn't have been happy. Nope. You wouldn't have been happy. And so that's, that's the takeaways I got from that question. And again, they ring true in every area of life. Um, you have to be gracious with yourself, give yourself time and 
baby, find your purpose in, in all w- shape, ways, and forms. Even after your cancer diagnosis, you still have a purpose. It might be a little different. It might look different. I know the job that I have now, I would have never imagined being a research specialist or a clinical trial ambassador at anybody's cancer center, at anybody's university. I would have never imagined. So yeah, but I'm still walking in my purpose because I'm still helping. I'm still reaching out to people. I'm still being a resource. You know what I mean? Like, listen, I think that I have a gift in the sense that I have overcome my own mortality. I've overcome my own struggles with my own cancer experience Mm -hmm. where I feel like I can see the potential in other cancer survivors. Absolutely. I will never forget the day that you spoke at the symposium. Oh yeah. You were nervous and I was like, no, you got this and you have thrived ever since that day. Listen, I feel like that was the spark you needed yeah. To really keep going, keep yeah. living, keep thriving, keep inspiring. Look at where we are today. Like, I know. I feel like I can see that in people when they don't see it at that time. Listen. And that's really what I want my legacy to be about. Not yeah. only did I overcome cancer and start an organization, but I help inspire others to do just the same in the way that they see it for themselves. Absolutely. Listen, guys, so let's just tell a little backstory. This is why she's my angel, guys. So you understand again. So I am, I'm a state leader for an organization called Young Survivor Coalition for breast cancer, young adult breast cancer. And I was a state leader. You know, we do some things here locally. We go to conferences, you know, yada, 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 right? And so my manager at the time, her name is Stacy. Hey, girl. Um, reached out to the state leaders and was like, oh my goodness, like, we're looking for someone to speak because the symposium was coming to Pittsburgh. And she was like, you're there. Do you know of anyone? You know, here's the criteria. I didn't fit the criteria. Like you had to be a survivor for X amount of years. You had to have spoken at X amount of places, all of these things. And I was like, sure, Stace, you know, I'll look around. I'll ask some people, you know, I'll do whatever. Right. So then she said, okay, I'm also going to ask. And she gave me a list of people. Stephanie was one of them. There were a couple organizations here. She said she was going to reach out to the cancer center, what have you. This baby, Stacy reaches out to Stephanie and says, yo, she says the same thing. And she's like, hey girl, you know, I'm looking for bop, 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 bop. Stephanie at one of our support group meetings says, oh, and by the way, I gave your name to Stacy to be the keynote speaker at the symposium. I said, you did what? She was, I was like, no, like she asked me and I didn't even give, (laughs) I I was like, no, like why? I was like, I can't do that. I was like, she even asked me and I was like, I don't even fit the criteria. She said, well, here's, here's Stephanie. Well, I gave her your name. Too bad. bad. And you will, and you'll be the best. And And that's what she said. And literally Stacy was like, okay, girl, you're going to be the keynote. I was like, what? Oh, but again, you definitely have that gift because clearly everyone knows I like to talk, but I did not see myself. I mean, I had been going to conferences and advocating. Yeah, but I never like saw myself like standing up and like talking in that manner. Stephanie was like, you're doing it. That enough said. I I see it. It was amazing, guys. And this is the reason why she's my angel. This is the reason Uh, why. This is the reason why. Because she saw in me what I didn't even see. And I was like, for real? And then as it came closer and, you know, as, especially after I did it, I was like, oh my gosh, I can do this. Right. I can do this. So thank you, girlfriend. Thank you, girlfriend. 
It's, it's amazing. And I think at the end of the day, anyone listening who is shy and is, yeah. uh, is not ready to share their story or speak publicly or get into advocacy, that's okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But if you're interested, reach out. Like I, yeah. I really want to do that with everyone who's interested, as you know, um, and, and anyone out there, young adults have voices and they absolutely want to share them now more than ever. Mm-hmm. We've been celebrating national young adult cancer week all week. And the stories have just been amazing because yeah. people finally are given opportunities to be heard. Yeah. 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 Let's talk about that. Want sometimes. Let's yeah. talk about that. My scar, my story, tell us how, how that's going. I wanted to come up with a way to have an awareness campaign during the week of National Young Adult Cancer Awareness Week. And we were kicking around some ideas and you and I have even gone back and forth. But in one of the support group meetings we had, someone who's pretty private on social media said, what about sharing our scar stories? Everyone has scars. And I really just took it and ran. You know, so we talk about our battle scars and having surgeries or I haven't had surgeries, but I had a port in my chest. And Mm -hmm. just like this morning, I shared my story because my scar is so small. You probably would never even see it. I can feel it like I'm touching Mm -hmm. it right now, like as I talk Mm -hmm. to you because it's on my clavicle. It's so significant to your healing, to your process and to the meaning of where you were and where you are today. Mm -hmm. So the physical scars are the actual scars you see. The invisible scars are the trauma that we've experienced, the anxiety and the depression and everything else that comes along with getting a cancer diagnosis. And so we took it and ran. So we reached out to the group and invited people to share pictures and their stories of what their scars mean to them. And everyone's story is a little bit different, Mm -hmm. um, but, and that's what makes it so beautiful. Yeah. I have gotten pictures of just literally scars, like zoomed in with your scar and no face, nothing at all. And then I've gotten pictures of families and, Mm -hmm. and, and, and there's no right or wrong. So I think this is just another amazing opportunity to raise awareness for voices to be heard, to really hone in on a specific topic rather than just saying, just share your story, no matter what it means. And like, that's okay too. But we really wanted to have a driven theme this week about scars because so many times people are shamed, ashamed of their scars. They're mm-hmm. afraid. Like we hide our scars. And, mm-hmm. and why is that that we hide it? Because yeah. we should be so proud of it. Like that's the, that's what really reminds us of, I beat that. Like I, yeah, that happened to me and now I have a scar from it, but guess yeah. who's walking and guess who's thriving. Absolutely. You know, so it's, so it's really come off of that. And we have invited people all week. If you haven't even been diagnosed with cancer, you have a scar. I welcome you share your story about it because I feel like we both can agree that even if one person reads our story and feels inspired, it was always worth it. Then, Absolutely. Listen, I, and I was saying that all week as well, as I followed, um, the journey, cause the scars I have, I can't really show them cause they're, I had (laughs) breast cancer, so I can't just pull tits out. Okay. But, um, I completely concur that those invisible scars, I can attest to that and the traumas that you just will have with you forever. Um, now, do they have to like run your life? No, of course, but right. they're always there. And they're a reminder of, like you said, what you've conquer, conquered and what you thrive in and through. Um, and it makes a world of difference. And you just never know um, who is listening or who's watching um, that you can make a difference. That's been a running theme all this week with ev- almost every one that was on the podcast was saying, like, I took the knowledge that I gained so I can help someone else. 
Um, and I and I learned along the way that what I went through, even quiet old Janelle. Now, mind you, and if you've listened to the previous podcast with Janelle, I knew Janelle a long time ago because um, she's my best. She's my cousin's best friend. So we kind of grew up together. Janelle is so private and quiet. But when she said to me she wanted to share her story because I inspired her, I said, first of all, OK, wonderful. But it, it, it took one blog post. It took one conversation for her and I to have. And she said, you know what? My story does matter. I was like, hell yeah, it matters. Hell yeah, it does. And she was on the podcast and I was like, and this baby was talking. OK, she was talking. <laughs> Um, but like you said, Stephanie, it's just it. that one, one person, if one person sees it, if one person is inspired by my scar, my story, or, or what you've gone through, that makes a world of difference. And that's why to me, yes, you were so important because it's a whole bunch of scars, but it's a whole bunch of beauty. It's a whole bunch of people learning and growing and, and conversing and communing with one another saying that I don't got all my shit together, but I have you you have me and let's walk this out together oh you're giving me chills i know i'm giving myself chills oh, oh my gosh oh. so guys um this in fact will be the last day of young adult cancer awareness week i you know it's so full circle that stephanie's back on um speaking of her now own organization and what they've done and what she's done and accomplished in very in a very short period of time, how many people's lives she's changed and continue to change daily. But this is what this week was about. In every podcast episode, Stephanie, you came up. I hope you know that. Um, literally everyone has raved about you um, because you are a game changer. You are a world changer. And everyone that I've had on has said how, yes, you has been that beacon of hope and that beacon of light that they've needed. Like I was talking to Katie and she was like, I was talking to Dan, talking to my stylist who is in, who's in studio raw. And I just so happened to be talking to Dan Berta and Dan Berta was like, now, why are you shaving your head? And she was like, oh, because blah, 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 blah. He was like, oh, I need to connect you with Stephanie. Those yeah. chance encounters to get what we need. And the fact that you, you're able to supply that on so many different levels mean, means the world to everyone that was on this week. So I, you already know, I, I always applaud everything that you do. Any thoughts you have, you know, I'm like, yeah, girlfriend, come on, let's go. Let, let's do it. You don't so, think it's far-fetched? Nope. Mm -mm. <laughs> I need to say this. We can't go through this alone. Whether yeah. you are a survivor, whether you're struggling just in life in general, or whether you're a leader on the other side, like, yeah. I need you just like you need me. And it's been a blessing to have you on the board, to have your leadership and leading support yeah. groups, to bounce ideas off of and to thrive off of one another. Yeah. So anyone listening, like even if you're in the groups, like no matter where you are in life, pair yourself up with someone who's going to help you grow. Absolutely. Because you do that for me. Like you awesome. help me grow. And I would not be here today if it wasn't for all those conversations Listen. we've had over the years, sharing ideas and bouncing it off of each other and growing together. Yeah. You know, we all grow individually, but we also grow together and that's Listen. the beauty in life. And I think that really is the icing on the cake with this organization because mm. everyone has their own timelines, but together we're growing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, girlfriend. <sighs> no, girlfriend. Thank you. Listen, <laughs> I know I wouldn't be where I am without you. Okay. No, thank you. No, thank you. <laughs> But guys, listen, so whenever you get a chance, all of, um, I've been plugging every week. Yes, you has been in every, all of the show notes. 
um, of all the podcasts, of course. But girlfriend, let us know um, in this episode where they can find you, where they can find Yes You, all of the good social stuff. For all information, I welcome everyone to go to the website. It's yasurvivors.org. We are also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you're on Facebook, just search Young Adult Survivors United, um, or it's facebook.com backslash yasurvivors, but just look up the name. It's pretty easy. Yeah. Um, Instagram and Twitter, the tag name um, is at yasurvivorsu with the letter U at the end um, for United. Uh, and then if anyone wants to reach out to me, I am on Facebook, Stephanie Scaletti. My email is Stephanie, S-T-E-P-H-A-N-I-E at yasurvivors.org or just contact you and you'll connect them with me. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Which I always do anyway. Awesome. 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 I wanted to make sure everyone at least got that. So um, guys, all week people have been giving um, their information to be a resource. Um, this is no different. Of course, Stephanie is the chief. Okay leader of the pack. Mm. So if you need anything, she's definitely the go-to gal. Okay. Um, so if you find yourself needing any resources, if you just want to check out the organization and you're maybe you're teeter tottering between needing a support group or not, if you just want to sit in and chill with us one week, that's fine. Find us, find her at any of the information that she just gave, because if you need the support, it is there regardless of what it looks like financial or otherwise you, you can get the resources and get the support that you need. Cool. Amen. Amen. Girlfriend, it's been real. Thank you as always for being on the, the podcast. I'm going to now go back and listen to the old episode because I need laughs. First of all, cause I know your husband was cracking us up. <laughs> um, shout out to Matt Scaletti. Um, but I just love growth. I, and just like you said, I love what we give to in art for one another because that's what's needed. You know what I mean? Like we recognize where each of us are and we're like, all right, girl, come on, you're going, okay, let's go. And that's, right. that's what it's all about. So thank you, girlfriend. Uh, I could do this for hours with you. Girl, all day, you know, I like to talk and because we are, you know, we're talking anyway. So <laughs> guys, if you've made it this far uh, to the end of the podcast, thank you so much for rocking with your girl and clicking over to this little corner of my podcast world, rock with me for a little while. Um, please enjoy uh, the sunshine wherever you are. Hopefully it's sunshiny day. It is here. Um, but as always, I will check you guys next time. But until then, continue to walk the survivor side of life. Peace.